Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am here with my co-host, JC, and with a very special guest and an expert on consent, Erica Scott. Hey, Erica. Hey, JC. Hey there. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Sure. Hey, we want to give our listeners as many resources as possible, because I know um, when I was even preparing for this today, uh, I was looking at the agenda and I started going down, a you know, into a hole going, oh, my God, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. But I feel like there's so many resources that are specifically aimed at children and youth, but we want them for the workplace. So how can you help our listeners out and where can, um, what advice can you give them to find resources? that they might even have on their team or maybe through a vendor relationship. Right. Yeah. Well, of course, I would love for people um, to get in touch with me to uh, learn about the train the trainer workshops I do. And um, I am doing an online course in the spring where I can teach people um, how to lead the workshop. And um, I, I orient that for people serving different kinds of organizations. So some of them might teach students, some of them might be HR people, some of them might be social workers, some of them might be um, involved with police or military. Um, I, the, the workshop itself is really easy to modify for different audiences um, and it generally works for people. It's the same exercises, it's really just a matter of how you introduce them and how you talk about them. Yeah. And having, having that information, you know, and for our listeners, uh, her website is creatingconsentculture.com. So creatingconsentculture.com. Make sure you, you know, check that out, connect with her on LinkedIn, like I have, and just so much information here. I love, love, love that you're doing train the trainer because there's only, you know, one of you, <laughs> right? Like there's yeah. only one of me, there's only one of one of you. Let's train people exactly. and give away our information so we can make this world a better place. Yeah. And the book, even though it's written um, specifically for educators, I've had a lot of people tell me that as parents, as, um, you know, as um, HR people, that it has helped them. It pretty much lays out the workshop and the exercises. And um, I am working on a book for parents right now. And then after that, I, I do want to work on one for specifically for businesses. Um, another thing that I would say to uh, HR people and business owners is um, set up a process with a th uh, for um, anonymous reports with a third party business. This okay. is something that's um, become becoming popular and, and it's becoming more accessible. And there are businesses out there that specifically do this. A lot of people, even when they understand that there's supposed to be anonymous reporting within the business and that they should be able to go, you know, anonymously to HR and not, um, and be able to keep things private. Just don't trust that it's going to happen. Right. And um, I don't blame oh, yeah. them one bit as the HR <laughs> yeah. lady. I do not blame them one yeah. bit because 
Sorry, rarely does it actually stay confidential. Uh, that's where it's also important, folks, for you to be making sure that you're training your managers about your policies and your practices. So because if you have a manager, whether they're experienced or not, and they came from another organization, they don't know your your processes and or they don't even know that consent is a thing or inclusion or diversity because they've never had to deal with it before. You know, I I I always cringe when people say, oh, they can just go to HR. Like, no, no, no. Nobody wants to come to HR. You know, we're seen as the scary people. Well, I know ab- that. Absolutely, as Wendy. You, you have a long standing history within many, many organizations where the employees just firmly believe HR is not your friend. Right. Right. And so in order to make HR your friend, you have to allow people to consent and teach them and let them know that this is about you. This isn't about us. Let's face it. Even like when I mentioned before uh, in an earlier episode about harassment and discrimination, diversity and inclusion, you know, a lot of those trainings uh, they're just there because they're they're highly suggested by the law, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they like, and then it's like the boringest training ever. Like this <laughs> is the law, and it's like you know you yeah. could have just gave me that on a memo, and I could have signed it. You know, let's yeah. let's make it something that's real. Why do we want to be inclusive? Why do we want diversity? Why do we want consent? Why do we want to improve communication to act and to listen? These are the things that employees are going to get excited about. Otherwise, they get to that that harassment. I'm just picking on that training because that's the one that most companies do just because they have to. And they're just like, Ugh, really, this is not going to change anything. <laughs> and we can do so much better than the bare legal minimum. Let's aim higher than that. Yes, much higher. Go ahead, Jason. I got a question for Erica real quick. When we're thinking about specific methods uh, Mm -hmm. in regards to fostering psychological safety at work, things that HR people could employ, just Mm -hmm. real quick, um, when we think about behavioral training, behavioral assessments, should employees receive special training or undergo those assessments in the workplace? Or do you have to create a specific environment first and lead up to something of that nature? I mean, I think that's all, that's a great idea to receive that training. Um, but often, often the people that cause the most problems in a workplace can be uh, very, they're very, can be very intelligent, very charming. Um, and yet they're possibly a sociopath. Like, <laughs> this is a myth that we need to bust is that the creepy guy is totally obvious. The reality is that people who get away with coercive behavior are generally charming and charismatic, and they're really good at getting people to do what they want. And then they get themselves in a position where they have power over other people and bullies punch down. So if you are um, wanting to really know what goes on in your company, you really do need to have something that makes people feel really confident to to go like that third party anonymous reporting and tell because when you're having something non-consensual happen and it's like someone with more power than you that's doing it and that's how it's going to work that's how it's going to happen it's not going to be the underling that is harassing the senior executive or whatever so um there's so much room for retaliation there if they go forward there's so much at stake um so if you really want to know what's honestly going on um you have to have that um anonymous reporting process yeah i 100 percent agree with that 
Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us in episode four or five in our series on creating a consent culture. We'll be back with more words of advice from Erica Scott. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.